Good morning, and welcome to Episode 5 of Perspectives on Growth for 2024. On our last episode, we started a series on money in motion and the importance of organic growth, which drives enterprise value. As a reminder, we talked about the fact that there is an estimated $170 trillion in motion starting now and over the next 20 to 25 years, which is a tremendous opportunity for us as advisors. In that episode, we identified three primary drivers of that $170 trillion in motion. The first is wealth transferring from the senior or greatest generation, moving largely to the Generation X generation. This includes assets and trust, ownership of private businesses, assets that are appreciated over time like real estate, land, etc., and good old-fashioned cash. That's an estimated $70 trillion of the $170 trillion is in wealth transfer assets. The second $48 trillion in transition comes from what we call baby boomer liquidations. So what does that mean? Well, as baby boomers begin to confront retirement, they begin to tap their assets to live on for the very first time. Private businesses will be sold, real estate will be monetized or downsized, and qualified assets will be used for retirement lifestyle for the very first time in their lifetimes. The third and final balance of the $170 trillion, which is roughly another $50 trillion, is money moving to build wealth in the Generation X generation. Now, that generation is a group of individuals that are between the ages of 43 and 58, prime clients for all of us. They are reaching their peak income earning years. They're contributing mightily to qualified retirement accounts. And they're building wealth through equity ownership of real estate, businesses, and stock ownership. Now, the exciting part of our business is that there's always opportunity and money is always in motion. The key is to find our spot, harness our competencies and resources, and attack the opportunity. So today, we want to start talking about the wealth transfer opportunity. Specifically, let's confront why we as advisors recognize that the opportunity exists, but we don't often attack it like we should. How to think about building your plan and then how to communicate that value effectively. So first, let's tackle the obvious. As advisors, we understand that wealth will transfer the next generation or charities from the moment we pass our Series 7 exam or whatever series exam you passed. So why don't we address this issue proactively with clients? Well, I think there's a few reasons. First is competency. See, when we embarked on a new client relationship, perhaps we didn't have the level of competency that we needed in wealth transfer strategies or the confidence to address them with clients. Because this isn't a simple subject, of course. In fact, it's really complex. Even with planning teams surrounding us and trust officers, we feel ill-equipped quickly in this area. It also requires confidence and empathy with regard to family dynamics issues, understanding relationship dynamics within families, family history that's often touchy and sometimes downright ugly. Dropping ourselves in the midst of that drama can seem daunting and sometimes dangerous. The second reason we avoid is what I'm going to call initial intent. So one of the things that amazes me about wealth management organizations, and frankly, I did this too as an advisor, is whatever our role is within an organization is where we tend to concentrate all of our energies. So bankers tend to focus on loans and deposits. Investment professionals tend to focus on investments and asset allocation. Trust officers concentrate on tax and tax planning and trusts. As a result, we wake up one day and wonder why our client has so many professionals in their financial life and why we don't hold the vast majority of our client's wealth. 
Well, it's because we didn't position ourselves to handle our client's entire financial picture from the beginning. I have long used a phrase for what we do, which I call full balance sheet counsel. I describe it as an understanding of everything a client owns and everything that they owe. And our job is to use all the levers possible to improve a client's net worth. When that's the positioning, we can't help but confront family dynamics, which lead to wealth transfer decisions and discussions. The third reason, I think, is the client's perceived privacy and trust with us or lack of trust with us. So a lot of us avoid the discussion because we're waiting to build trust with a client. Advisors often tell me, I'm waiting for the right time to discuss wealth transfer of assets or a business or whatever the client is dealing with. This notion of waiting is ridiculous when we're the expert. And frankly, we know based on the age of the client that they may have views of privacy that are important for us to understand. As an example, my parents are in the baby boomer generation. My father's philosophy was always one of privacy. He would never talk about how much money he made or saved, whether he was wealthy, etc. When I asked him one day why he was so private about the stuff, he said, my parents taught me to be humble and private about those things. Not wanting to seem nosy or intrusive or see that as noble could cost us clients over time as they begin to confront this area of their life. So with that as the backdrop, let's talk about how we address it and communicate its importance to clients. I think it's critical to start with a clear view of what wealth transfer is. In my experience, wealth transfer is really about legacy for the client, positively impacting others with wealth. Simple as that. Now, it's also about tax minimization and control, but mostly from the client's perspective, it's about impacting other people. Of course, it's also a way to ensure the next generation is better off than their generation. It's about teaching the next generation how to give and serve. It's also about capturing charitable intent and ensuring that those intentions are fulfilled. Sometimes it's about protecting the family from dysfunction and driving family collaboration and harmony. Sometimes, of course, and for wealthier people, it's about tax minimization, specifically estate tax and the gift tax. Even more than that, or perhaps it's even more than that to some, but those descriptors are important to capture as you start thinking about communicating to clients the importance of wealth transfer and wealth transfer planning. For a new client, I believe strongly that we should be specific early about the power of planning with the broader family as a way to ensure seamless communication, learning, and teaching the next generation, and keeping the family together as the family faces changes and wealth decisions. I would suggest we say something like, we together can identify the right time to meet with your broader family, but we feel strongly that this is a critical part of our relationship. The more complex conversations for existing clients, it may feel different to you and to them. Perhaps the amount of time that they've been a client, when we started working with them, or what our value story once was. However, I think we owe it to our clients to address this issue and prepare them for the decisions and the family dynamics that creep up as families grow larger and wealth becomes more complex. One way to bring up this subject is the estate tax exemption, which sunsets in 2025. This will expose a significant number of clients to estate tax issues beginning in 2026 and beyond unless we address it. However, I chose to consider a more personal and simplified approach to the discussion. So here's a possible positioning statement for existing clients. I want to share with you that many of our clients are beginning to ask us about how to effectively transfer their wealth 
to family without creating family disruption or fracturing the family. Since we've worked together over the years, I've watched your family grow and change over time. And I really feel like we owe it to you to spend some time on this topic. Wealth transfer is really about family and impact. I know your family is important to you. So let's schedule some time together to talk about the aspects of your wealth plan and how to communicate or discuss the topics with your kids and grandkids. I know this will set the stage for your family to grow even stronger over time. Now, perhaps this is just the start of crafting the conversation that you feel will be most impactful to your clients. I hope these ideas are helpful. Please tune into our next episode where we dive into various family dynamics discussions, including families that own private businesses as their primary asset and families with current challenges or dysfunction. I'm Matt Johnston, CEO of Red Rock Strategic Partners. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Growth.